the mark of the people that are waiting for the Lord, they're Bible students. They are searching the scriptures. They are in the word. And this word is to be read unto all the holy brethren. There's not a Christian that should be opting out of earnest Bible study and Bible reading. And of course, this is the whole Bible, not just this particular letter that Paul wrote. But the whole Bible is for our learning, our confidence, and building up our trust in the Lord. Welcome, you are listening to Let the Bible Speak, radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. We're on the air today to bring you the message on 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Now, this is a great promise and a great statement for everyone that serves the Lord. If you were a missionary going out into a new part of the world to take the gospel at the call of God, and you read this verse, Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it, you would certainly rejoice. But it's also true for the housewife, for the husband in the home seeking to guide his family. It's also true for the breadwinner having to go out and face the work world and to earn a living to pay the bills. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. But our focus today is going to be upon salvation. Faithful is he that calleth you into the knowledge, into redemption, into salvation by the blood of the Lamb. And if God has called you to be a Christian, well, he's going to do it. And he's going to work in your life all that is necessary. We have a few hymns today. We're going to start with Jesus, lover of my soul. Let me to thy bosom fly. Now, this hymn is a tremendous statement of the wonderful love of the Lord to the child of God. He loves us and we love him because he first loved us. Jesus, lover of my soul. The Lord is more than just caring for the body. He's caring for the soul because we are created with a spiritual nature that will live for all eternity. And while man can destroy the body, only the Lord can save the soul. And so stay tuned as we turn to this beautiful hymn and then on to the message on Faithful is he that calleth you Who also will do it
Now we're here in 1 Thessalonians 5. Let's look at verse 9, where we began our reading this evening. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain. Now, you might want to put a little mark in your Bible that the word obtain means possess. It's something we lay hold upon to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. God never mocks those who seek salvation. All who seek, find. All who call upon God to be saved from sin will possess, they will obtain salvation for absolute certainty. Now, we are therefore called into Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you. Now, I know that text might be taken by preachers and missionaries and Christian workers to spe specific ministries. Faithful is he that calleth you to the mission field. And that would be very true. But it's also true for our souls. It's also true for our salvation. Faithful is he that calleth you to believe the gospel. And as we learn today, uh, already this morning in John 10, that we are appointed sheep given to the Son by the Father, and our Lord Jesus gives us and has already purchased for us this full salvation. And of course, the point we learn is that it's personal. It's mine and it's yours. Salvation is not just the masses of people in Ontario or Canada. It's one by one, one by one. And that's how the gospel advances. And so never be reluctant to witness even to just one person, to take the gospel to one soul and share with them the good news of the gospel. So we are called into Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you into the Savior. He's also faileth, faithful in calling us out of the world. That is a mark of the Lord's people. Once we serve the world happily, readily, but when we are converted, called into the gospel, we no longer follow the world. We're called out of the world. Indeed, the whole name church in the Bible means the called out ones, called out of the world. And in every generation, God is doing that. He's calling a people out to reject the, the madness of the world, the rebellion of the world, and to become living personal disciples of the Lord Jesus. Then also we're called into glory. If you look down at verse 23, you will see that this text ties into verse 23. In fact, if we look at things in their context, which we always should, and read 23 and 24 together, we see the exact issue that the promise refers to. Let's just do that. We're going to read verse 23 and go right into verse 24 and see how these things tie together. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless 
unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then faithful is he that calleth you. So God has declared that he will sanctify us wholly. He will preserve our spirit, soul, and body. He will keep us blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus. How is that going to happen? Can I do it on my own? Not at all. But faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. And the Lord's doing it tonight. He's doing it in the hearts of his people, sanctifying them, purifying them, calling them out of the world, giving them faith, giving them peace, giving them victory over lust and the world and pride and all those things that would bring us down. And even those that are close to death, those that perhaps have professed faith in the Lord for years, and now they're at that point where their mind is failing, their ability to reason and follow certain links and statements, they can't do it anymore. But the Lord still keeps them. The Lord still ministers to the inner man, even though the outward person is uh, declining or perishing. And that's a marvel of grace. And as we face that juncture in our lives, however soon or however long that might be, we can have this confidence. Faithful is he that calleth us, who also will do us. He will keep us even in the hour of our greatest weakness and need. Now let's go back to chapter 5, verse 9 and 10. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. What a great promise. Whether we wake or sleep, whether we are alive or in the grave, makes no difference. And that was one of the big issues that Paul had to deal with in the Thessalonican church. Some were saying that those who were dead, they would be forgotten. And Paul had to remind them that those in the grave would rise first. And we which remain and are alive at that point will also, after them, join the Lord in the air. So there is no disadvantage if you're in the graveyard when the Lord returns. He's going to raise us up. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. And as we have looked at the record of God's faithfulness, doing those things that are really unimaginable, creating a man and a woman to replenish the whole world, populate the whole world. Amazing! The covenant of creation, the covenant of the rainbow, all of these things that God has done. And for Israel, right through the hundreds of years, in all different situations, when they were defeated and depressed, small and battered, and there was no hope for them in exile, God kept his word. And he'll do it for you. He'll keep his word. He will keep you blameless. And if we're in the grave when the Lord returns, he will raise us up and we will forever then be with the Lord.
Now going back to chapter 4, 7, for God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness, unto holiness. And again, there's victory for you. God has not called us to lie down in the, in the spirit of the world or surrender our convictions or surrender the faith in the Lord. No, he's called us to holiness and he will do it. He will do it. Going backward again to chapter 3, and you'll notice here a prayer of the apostle. Chapter 3, verse 10. Night and day, praying exceedingly that we might see your faith and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Now God himself and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way unto you, and the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as ye do, we do toward you, to the end. Meaning for this purpose, he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. What a happy reunion in the air. What a glorious victory is before us as we await and we possess this. We've learned that already in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 9. We're not appointed to wrath, but to obtain or possess salvation. And faithful is he that calleth us who will do it. That's the record of the Lord in our redemption. Can you rest in that tonight? I know that we have our split second moments of fa failure of faith, our doubts perhaps, our temptations and concerns. How will this come together? But this is a life of trust. We're waiting for the coming of the Lord. That's what the Christian life is, waiting for his appearing. And all that that involves to keep our mind fixed on him is to be waiting with full expectation. And I sometimes illustrate this. If you see someone standing at the bus stop, and if you just watch for a moment, you can see whether the bus is about to come or not. Because if the person is sitting there looking down at his shoelaces aimlessly, well, it's not time for the bus. But if he's looking down the road in the direction the bus will be coming, he's waiting with full expectation for that bus to arrive. And we as Christians are not to be aimlessly waiting or empty-mindedly waiting, but with full expectation, the Lord's coming. And he's coming in an hour we know not. And while uh, we have that statement that the world will hear the gospel first and then the end will come. And so there are those things that when the Lord said that was yet to be fulfilled. But I tell you, the world is hearing the gospel today like never before, like never before. And even those in, in Bible translation work to uh, nations and languages that are yet undeciphered. It's actually quite a few people groups whose languages still need to be translated. But the work is going on rapidly and with helps today that they never had before. And so we need to be a people that are truly waiting. And so that's a life of trust. 
And another reason, and I'm going to jump out of the context here, and I'm going to just close with the final verse of this text um, in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 27-28. 1 Thessalonians 5, 27. Here's Paul's closing charge, his call to action. I charge you by the Lord Jesus that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The mark of the people that are waiting for the Lord, they're Bible students. They are searching the scriptures. They are in the word. And this word is to be read unto all the holy brethren. There's not a Christian that should be opting out of earnest Bible study and Bible reading. And of course, this is the whole Bible, not just this particular letter that Paul wrote, but the whole Bible is for our learning, our confidence, and building up our trust in the Lord. And so God can be trusted. That's our bottom line tonight. God can be trusted. We are in the work of putting our trust in the Lord alone and yielding to him. And there I rest my case. Time is way gone. And so we'll close in prayer tonight. I know it's hot. So we'll just close in prayer and ask the Lord to write these things on our hearts. Father, we thank thee and we praise thee this evening that we have the light of thy word to be our guide and our confidence. And Lord, we take this charge to our hearts this evening that we build ourselves up in the faith laying hold upon these great truths. Lord, bless your people tonight. We pray that as we sleep this evening, we will rest in the knowledge that it is well with our souls tonight, tomorrow, and right through to eternity. Lord, strengthen us that we might burn for thee. We think of the men in the road to Emmaus, whose hearts burned within them as the Savior talked to them by the way. O oh Lord, make thy word to burn in our hearts. And I pray that you will bless and keep us and abide with us even till we meet again and bless this congregation, those here tonight and those who normally come morning or evening. O oh Lord, bless each one. And now dismiss us with your blessing. Go with us through the week to come. May we live in the joy and the fellowship of these wonderful things. In the name of our Lord Jesus, for his glory we pray. Amen.
You are listening to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. And I want to be of help to you in all the struggle of living the Christian life as a good disciple of Jesus Christ. We have heard today that God is faithful, but we must wait on him and live with that high expectation of his return every day getting ready. Now, we do that by Bible study, by getting to know the book. And there is no riper Christian for glory than the one who knows his Bible. And so let me call you to daily, regular Bible reading and meditation. And this is altogether important, that you really get strong in the Word. The most basic way to do this, of course, is Bible memorization. That perhaps in a chapter that you're reading, you come to a key statement, a key verse, memorize it. Let that be your verse for the day. You get to know where it's found, where it's located in the Bible, its reference, that is, and then memorize it and get it into your mind so that you can recall its words, recall its reference, and that you can let that word sink into your heart. Now, that's very basic, but it takes time and effort, and it, it is truly the beginning point. And we, we do never master the Bible. The, mas- the Bible must master us by letting that word dwell deeply and richly within our hearts. And of course, listening to this radio broadcast can be a, a great beginning, but it's you and your Bible It's you and that word living in your heart. The Lord has said, or the Apostle Paul said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And we are to do that through the scriptures, through singing and prayer. Now, the other way by which we grow strong in expectation of the Lord is by praying over the word, taking those promises, those great statements, Even the one we chose today, faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Pray it back to God and let that be your prayer for the day. Lord, you've said, you've said it in your word, and I'm taking you at your word and praying it back to you. That is getting ready and being in a state of alertness by letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today on Let the Bible Speak. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.ltbs.ca CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale.
We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187-9058 Avenue, Surrey, B.C., V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway, on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Mm-hmm.